Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Growing Faith Podcast. This is Mark Daniels, and I am the staff pastor at the Mill Plain campus of Manor House. I am seated today with Mr. Rick McClatchy. Say hi, Rick. What's up? <laughs> Rick is at the Rocky Butte campus. He and I actually do the same job, just at different campuses. If you're just tuning in for the first time, this is episode five, and our podcast is all about groups and care. It's meant specifically for the leaders at Mana House, but we recognize that because we're so amazing, there are some people outside of Mana House now listening. Why oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, just kidding. This is actually meant for the leaders at Mana House, and our hope, honestly, is to give you thoughts on being a group leader and thoughts on caring well for people that are in your life. Uh, maybe they're in your group. If you're not a group leader, maybe they're just in your life. But we're trying to give you some good thoughts um, and equip you to do that well. And we've had a couple of episodes on care. We've had one episode so far on groups, and so we are back on the groups topic here today. And uh, we're going to talk about a little acronym that I love very much because I'm a sports guy. It's easy for me to remember. We're going to talk about ESPN. This is what a group leader can do for everybody in their group. And so Rick, who is over groups here at our church, by the way, um, why don't you give us a snapshot on ESPN, and then we can kind of break it down into what each of those letters actually mean. Yeah, so I always like to give credit where credit's due. So our good friends at Church of the Highlands in Alabama, actually, is the first place I ever heard it. Uh, with this uh, incredible acronym to just help so, you know simplify. I just love things that are simple um, because I just find that group leaders uh, can get intimidated or somebody that you're talking to. I'm sure you know how this goes, Mark. When you got somebody, you know them, and you're thinking, man, you are an incredible person, and God's anointing is on your life, and you could lead this group. I think you could lead this group with your eyes closed. And yet there's this fear or intimidation that they face. Like, well, what do I do? Like, how do I help sure. people? How do I, Absolutely. I mean, you're telling me to pastor people? Like, mm-hmm. what does that even look like? And so what I love about this acronym, as we'll break it down today, is it just takes this intimidating thing and it breaks it down to some really easy steps. So we're just going to walk through it one step at a time. So really quickly, the E just stands for encourage. The S stands for share scripture. Uh, the P is for prayer, and the N is for next steps. And so encourage, share scripture, prayer, next steps. And it, it's like really that easy to start there. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. The context for this would definitely be a group meeting, but it would also be how a group leader could interact with members of his or her group in between group meetings, correct? Oh, yeah. As we're, as we're just interacting with our group, at, really in any context, we want to encourage we want to share scripture, we want to pray for them, and we want to be thinking about the next steps that they could be taking. Absolutely. So as a group leader, and I, I got to tell you a funny story. I got here to the Portland Bible College in 1996, and uh, I'm up I'm up at PBC. I'm in the dorms. No one really knows me, but I was 24. I had a bachelor's degree already, and I was coming back to Bible college Um and uh, I felt like the Lord had called me to do that. And I'm, I'm stepping in. And because I'm a little older, I was tapped almost immediately to take on a small group here in the church. And um, it's, it's, it was uh, done a little differently then than it was uh, today. Um, everyone was grouped in their groups 
by where they lived. And, and so all the groups were a neighborhood group and they were all gonna be going through whatever we talked about on a Sunday morning. So I actually was given a roster of, group lead, of, of people to, to be in my group as a group leader. And I was to call through and to, to say, hey, I'm Mark Daniels and I'm a student here at PBC and I'm your group leader. You're and, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta tell you, it was the funniest thing ever. Um, I, 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 had a, I had a member in my group who had been in the church for many years. Um, a really good person, and I, I just got to tell you the end of the story first. This person and I, who will rename, remain nameless, <laughs> uh, this person actually became a really close friend over the years. But at first, the reaction was not the greatest. I, I call, I said, hey, I'm Mark, I'm, I'm your group leader. And, and this person literally laughed out loud on the other end of the phone, and they said, no, you're not going to be my group leader. I've been in a group for a really long time. Um, and so thanks so much for the call, but we won't be in your group and hung up on me. I mean, it was, it was short and to the point and, uh, they're just sharing the love of Jesus. That's all <laughs> I'm it's telling all you, I felt really cared for in that moment. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, it was, a, it was a pretty funny moment. Um, again, in the, in the years to come, as I uh, took on some different roles in the church, that person ended up working on my team and we became close friends. And I reminded him of that moment and he got real red and he said, that was you. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was, it was actually really funny. But uh, anyway, that's, that has nothing to do with ESPN, but it's a funny story about groups. And I wonder how many group leaders have had bad experiences in their group. And they're saying, I don't even know if I want to do this. I'm not even sure. Yeah, I'm kind of leading one now, or I used to lead one, or I'm thinking about leading one. So let's just talk about this. Let's talk about the ease of ESPN, and let's start with letter E encourage. Well, I mean, shoot, I'm a group's pastor and I've had bad experiences <laughs> leading a group that sometimes make me not want to lead a group. But the reason that I'm committed to it, the reason that I'm passionate about it is because I kind of mentioned it, you know, in the other groups episode that we had is I really believe groups are the context where discipleship happens. And, and it's something that's just so missing from our from our everyday culture is we're we're independent we're on our own we're pioneers you know especially here in the northwest it's it's all about being you know an individual and you know, whatever it and it's just not it's not bible it's not the way jesus intended it to be jesus went and got a group of people and he discipled a group of people and and i think we need to be about the same kind of business yeah. now yeah. now okay so we're intimidated okay e stands for encourage so because when people come to you, and, and so Mark, I've been in your group for a month and a half now, and, and something, something challenging has happened in my life. I lost my job or something along those lines. And I come and I'm just like, you know, you're a good group leader. So we're having a cup of coffee together in between group meetings. And you're just like, Rick, how's it going? You know, what's happening? You know, what's, go what's going on in your life? Well, well, Mark, actually, I lost my job, you know, um, and, and that's a pretty significant challenge, obviously, depending on, you know, how much money they may have saved in the bank and how many kids they have and all that kind of stuff. We could be talking about significantly different situations. Yeah, that could be pretty intimidating. But because we are Christians, because we are under the blood of Jesus, because of what God has done for us, we have the privilege of being able to encourage someone no matter the scenario. And I know that that is a bold statement yeah. because you want to talk about 
some challenging scenarios, I've been through them with people and myself been through a few and I still believe it. I'm Mm -hmm. still convinced of it because when the Bible tells us to do things like look at the things that are unseen because they are more real than the things that are seen is we have to shift our focus from, from a temporal here and now mindset to what, you know, what is the eternal reality? What is the spiritual reality that we live in? Go back to Pastor Jack. You know, we are not temporary physical, or we're not physical beings having a temporary physical, uh, spiritual experience. I can't even get the quote right. Where's my teleprompter? Hello? <laughs> we're spiritual beings having a temporal, temporary physical experience. Correct. As choppy as that was, may the Lord bless you and keep you and help you to process whatever I was trying to say is because of this. You know, Jesus says, in this world, you'll have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Right. Because I have overcome the world. Right. How many people, maybe even listening right now, you're like, I am not seeing much of the overcome part. I am experiencing the tribulation part. Well, the truth of the matter is Jesus' words are true. He has overcome the world. Because sometimes then we begin in that tribulation place, we begin to question God. We begin to think, you're not good. You're not for me. You're not in my favor. But the Bible says he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The Bible says that he is good and he does good. Psalms 119.68. Romans 8.28 says that he works all things together for our good i always have to come alongside and be like well i mean it is his definition of the word good and not yours because so true my definition tends to be easy comfortable and convenient (laughs) and fun you know and if it's not those things that's not so good you know so (laughs) the lord takes me through seasons that don't match my definition of good but when i get to the end i look back and go wow god you are so good yeah so because god is so good and because all of those things are true, then no matter what we might come across, no matter what uh, situation presents itself, as we're either in a group setting or talking with someone who's in our group, we can provide encouragement. And when you say provide encouragement, you're not necessarily saying have an answer for them. You're simply saying, no, encourage them. Take them where they are and encourage them from that place. And I, I would, you know, to put it in care terms, I would say you you go to where they are and you put your arms around them and you say you are not alone. Yeah. And that's what encouragement can look like, even for some of those things that are really difficult. We don't have to have the answer. We just have to have some perspective. Yeah. I, I walked with a family when they lost a child and I remember, oh, I remember the day so well and feeling so unequipped, mm-hmm. feeling so not prepared, not ready, not nothing. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I had nothing to give. And to be quite honest, all I did, I prayed for him at one point in the time, but all I did otherwise was cry. Yeah, sure. And ugly cry too. Yeah. It wasn't even like the controlled kind. Like I was a ridiculous mess. And I was like, I actually walked away feeling really discouraged, like I am a terrible pastor mm-hmm. um, because all I did was go into their situation and really just bring more grief, you know, um, and, and I actually really struggled with it for a couple weeks. Um, and then one of the family members came up to me a couple weeks later and said, you know what, I want to thank you yeah. 
Absolutely. God sent you to us. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was a joke that day. You know, like I was out of control. I couldn't even control myself. They just looked at me and said, we, we knew, we knew where our, where our son was going. Sure. We knew that he was in heaven. We knew that God is good, yeah. but we needed permission to yeah. cry. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so God uses us even in places where we just feel like a broken mess to encourage and bring life to people. And so that's where I go to these verses and to who God is. Yeah. Because that's where it's like we talked about in the last episode. He's the source of all comfort. Yeah. Any comfort that can be given has to come from him. And so that's why I want to equip leaders all the time with proper theology. Because if we know who God is we have the ability to encourage people in the midst of anything that they are in because our world is not turned upside down when we are anchored in him. Absolutely. Even when things go crazy, we still have um, our, our bearings. We still have our anchor. Which obviously is the S, right? So E is encourage. And again, the idea, maybe don't always feel like you've got to have an answer. Just bring encouragement to whatever situation you might face. The S, though, is share scripture. And like you're saying, in order for scripture to come out from us, or there's got to be some scripture in us. So why don't you talk about not only the sharing of it, but really allowing the Bible to become part of who we are. Yeah, the share scripture part, it's important as, I mean, the reason it's in here is because what I don't want from my group leaders is that they go to the people in their group and they say, oh, buck up, buddy. Things will get brighter, you right. know, or the sun will come out tomorrow. Well, what if it doesn't? You right. know, I mean, sure. there are some situations that don't resolve in a day. This is not a sitcom life where uh, the situation resolves in 30 minutes. You know, like it is some struggles go on potentially for years. Right. And we have to walk with people. We have to have a faith that even fits in that kind of a mold that we don't have this fake weird thing, you know, that's like, Oh, just believe in God and everything is going to be just fine. Right. Because he tells us that you can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil because he's with you. So he doesn't promise to help you skip that. There's no warp tube, you know, to go around the valley of the shadow of death. He takes us through it but he's with us. And, and sometimes he's with us through our fellow small group members, the body of Christ, the hands and feet, you know, that it's, we, we are like God putting flesh on because he's chosen to indwell us by the power of the Holy spirit. And so we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus to people. So sharing scripture can be a super intimidating thing for a lot of people, depending on what their life journey has been. Sure. They can just be like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where John 3.16 is. You know, like, that's kind of it's funny. In, it's in John. I, it's, in, it's in John 3.16. <laughs> so, they, so they can feel completely incapable and unprepared and inadequate and insecure and all those fun things. Um, but I just think that there's just awesome tools available to us in this day and age. I just say Google is your best friend. Well, one, you know, I should say that it we are supposed to be workmen that are not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So as followers of Christ, like, if we're not in the word of God, then how do we know who the God is that we say we're following? Right. We need to, sure. to make 
we need to make that a daily discipline. And you'll find by the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit just bringing stuff up that you read that morning or you read last week or you were in a great devotional and it really spoke to your heart and it just happens to apply to this person's life. But the other thing that's cool, because I mean, I can't tell you how many verses I've memorized and forgotten where they are. And I only know five words from that verse. Uh, and so I can go to Google, I can just Google in those five words and it'll tell me where it came from. And then I can look it up and see the whole context and, and it's awesome. So I always just tell people like, hey, you can be like the coolest pastor ever, just utilizing the tools that probably is in your pocket. You know, and you just pull out your phone and you can Google that scripture and you can share. Or if you don't know off the top of your head, you know, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and petition with Thanksgiving, present your request to God. You don't know that verse. You can literally type into Google scriptures on anxiety. <laughs> right. And that'll be one of the first sure. ones that'll pop up in James 4. Yeah. So, yeah. um so I just love the fact that God has allowed us to live in a time where we have incredible tools at our disposal to be able to encourage people with the rock solid word of God. And that's the thing is, um, you know, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. What if it doesn't? Buck up, buddy. Things will get better. What if it gets worse? Right. God won't give you more than you can handle. Yes, he will. <laughs> that's just not true. Like, yeah. I, I was just, I was... We were just reading That's in my funny. in my small group last Friday. We were just reading where Paul is like, I was despairing mm. of my life because things were so hard. I basically wanted to die. Yeah, yeah. I think I think oftentimes we get overrun with life, and and what we can give into somebody who's in that place is God's thoughts on it. Which is why I think sharing a scripture is a really big deal. We would never ask a group leader to try to just talk to somebody and become their counselor, per se. Yes, encourage them, but share scripture should be the next kind of thing that you do. Again, because it's God's thoughts, it's God's perspective, it's God's word, and we know that God's word carries weight. It never returns void. It is alive and active, sharper than a two-edged sword. His word can do things that my words cannot. His word can do things that my story cannot. And so what we're asking people to do is put the Bible in them to the very best of their ability. And when you aren't sure where things are, maybe you do a search and you find it in that moment. But you're giving that away because you're, you're realizing his work supersedes ours. So good. After that, so we've got encourage, we've got share scripture. The next, the next uh, letter is P. So encourage, share scripture, and then pray. Tell us about prayer. This one I just think is so cool. Hebrews tells us that we can come boldly come to the throne now. of grace mm-hmm. to find mercy and, and have help in our time of need. And and so I think about uh, the, the lame man in the Bible is laying on his mat and his friends hear that there's Jesus, the, the master teacher guy that seems to be healing tons of people, and he's in town. And so they're like, buddy, we're grabbing your mat sure. and we're carrying you to Jesus. Um, and and they carry him and they tear a hole in the roof because there's no room you know, to squeeze through the crowd when you're carrying a guy on his mat, and they lower him down to Jesus. And they're like, Jesus, heal the man. And Jesus healed him. And I just think that guy may not have had a single ounce of faith. He, I mean, 
it doesn't say that he called his friends up. You know, he, he was in a group chat and texted them all and was like, hey, boys, you know, get me to Jesus. They came, got him. They carried him. They took him. They lowered him down. Good. And his life That's great. was impacted because he had people around him that were willing to take him to Jesus when life had him paralyzed. And I just, that's like one of my big messages about groups is it, when life has you paralyzed, who's going to carry you to Jesus? And who do you have in your life that when they are paralyzed, you're like, oh, we're going to Jesus. Yeah. Let's go. Sure. And that's what prayer to me is. And we can, it's, it's not an afterthought. It's not a secondary helper. It is a big deal. You know what, Mark? Thank you so much for sharing with me what you're going through. And I want to encourage you, man, God's got your back. You know, I just, I stand on the fact that he's good and he does good. And I stand on the fact, even when it doesn't make sense, that he's going to work all these things together for your good. It might take some time before you ever understand it because his perspective is so much bigger than ours. But you know what? Right now, let's pray and let's ask him to give you the grace to stand up under the weight that you're that you have on you right now because you're not meant to walk this alone. He's not crushing you. Like he is for you. And so let's pray. So we take the person rather than just trying to give them some good encouraging words and we just ask the Holy Spirit to touch them because Holy Spirit knows what you need. He knows the word that's going to sink into your heart and one touch from the power of God is I mean it's better than anything I can certainly do on my own strength. And so when we have the opportunity to take somebody in to the courts of the king of the universe, why in the world would we not do that? Yeah, I'm hearing you say it this way. For a lot of people, prayer is a last resort. But for us, prayer is going to be a first response. And, yes. and, and it's something that we're going to lean into in the moment. Yes, we're going to encourage. Yeah, we're going to share some scripture, but we're also going to pray. We're going to recognize and we serve the God of the universe, and we're, we're going to go to him and let him do some work on our behalf. And I like what you're saying is that we're going to do it right now. Yeah. Right I'm not going now. to tell them, hey, Mark, um, I'll be praying for you, brother. But no, like, let's pray right now. There's real power in that for sure. The N of ESPN is next steps. So we've talked about encourage, sharing scripture, prayer. Talk about the next steps piece. What, is that, what does that mean? Well... You'll come to know that we're really big on wanting people to be disciples and to make disciples and to make disciples that make disciples. We want active, healthy, reproducing followers of Jesus. And that means we need to be growing and we need to be moving, moving. We can't just be stagnant in the same place. And a lot of times we don't do that well alone. We need help. We need help thinking about it. We need help identifying what that next step is. And so for me, it's just one of the ways I like to do this in my small group is just periodically ask the guys, hey, guys, this week, your homework assignment is to just ask the Lord, what is my next step? Mm -hmm. So as a small group leader, it's not my job to know what everybody's next step is. I mean, you should, you know, you should probably have a notebook or something where you're keeping kind of some track of where your people are at to be the best at what you're doing. But, but really, I mean, the first burden of their spiritual growth lies in their shoulders to be responsible, to respond to the, to the move of the spirit in their life. 
But I just say, hey, go pray about it. Ask the Lord, what's my next step? And let's talk about it next week. And so you come back next week to the group. Hey, guys, what do you feel like the Lord said is your next step? And then and that's, that's a great launching point because then you just get to the pressures on them a little bit, right? Because they're, they're the ones that just said, the Lord kind of impressed on my heart that this is my next thing. So if somebody doesn't know Jesus, that might be a weird question, but their next step, they need to meet Jesus. So yeah, I, I know that that's their next step. <clears throat> um, if they know Jesus, maybe they need to get water baptized. <clears throat> maybe they don't know how to pray. Maybe they don't really know how to read the Bible. Maybe they don't know how to budget. I mean, next steps is, it's not just spiritual stuff too, right? It's whole life. Right. And really, I just want us to be more life on life where we're just doing life together. It's not so much a class or let's get together and read the Bible together. But I like, if you're in my group and, and I'm trying to be one of the people that is a positive impact on your life, I want you to be the best husband you can be. I want you to be the best dad you can be. I want you to be the best employee that you can be. I want you to be the best dream team member. You can be like every area of your life. How are you doing following Jesus in that area? How are you doing honoring God with that area of your life? Basically being aware of where people are in their walk or their, their journey in life and allowing for that, but then starting to cultivate an atmosphere where nobody stays where they are, where steps are taken, where growth happens, healthy yes. things grow. And so right. a person should be moving forward, should be learning, should be taking steps. There are some specific steps, I think, within Christianity. There's salvation, there's water baptism, there's you know being a part of a church, and on and on. There's a few things that are maybe, um, I think, points of growth that are defined for us. But a lot of the points of growth, they're just more organic. And what we can do as group leaders is understand where people are so that we can see where they might go next and just be aware of it and be pointing them in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. I so, love how you say it being a culture because I want it to be almost uncomfortable hmm. to be stagnant. Wow. You know, like sure. I, I want it to be like, wow, everybody around me is like wanting to grow in their relationship with God. Maybe I should do that too. Yeah. We kind of need that. Right. And the best way to create that culture is for the group leaders to be growing Amen. and talking about their growth. That's right. Um, and, and that's, that's again, we're talking about transparency, which we talked about last <laughs> night. So it's amazing how it all ties <laughs> together. <laughs> so what we've talked about today is the ESPN for group leaders. Uh, the idea that we would encourage share scripture pray, and think about next steps for those that are in our group. Um, I, I, I just have one more question that maybe you can answer quickly. Not every group is going to be really spiritually focused. Some groups are hiking groups or some sort of an activity, volleyball, go to a movie, then go drink coffee and talk about the movie. I mean, there's so many ways that we do groups here at Mana House. When you have a group that maybe isn't more spiritually oriented to begin with, how do you do ESPN with them? Yeah, I think that ESPN really probably happens more frequently on the individual basis. And so that's where I think the challenge for the small group leader is to make sure that they are challenging their uh, their group members to interact with each other. 
um, probably bring you know an assistant along and help train them up in what ESPN looks like. Good. And then just because if you know people aren't going to like bare their soul necessarily in the group context. Now there might be a conversation that comes up in the group context, and you can ESPN that. I mean, you can encourage that situation. You can you can share some scripture that would be about that. You can pray about that. And then you can talk about next steps as a cultural piece in your group. Um, but I think it really happens more in the one-on-one. And so that's just creating opportunities for those one-on-one dynamics and then not being, not holding the ESPN thing, you know, close to the vest, but sharing it like, hey, no, I, I just want to let you know this is a, gr- a grid I think through. Yeah. And you should think through it too because it's really helpful. Um, and so it's not like this magical tool that only the leaders get, but that we should give it to everybody because... Um, I want my group leader, I want my group members to ESPN me for crying out loud. If I'm discouraged, if I'm in a bad place, speak the word of God into my life. Pray for me. Yes, please. Let's do that. You know, so, so that's where it's at right there. Um, Highly applicable, you know, to any kind of group. It really just boils down to intentionality. Some groups require greater levels of intentionality than others. If you're doing a Bible study, some of those spiritual conversations happen more naturally. If you're doing a soccer group, you have to be a little more intentional on how you're going to work that in. You're going to have a good question to ask as you're closing, you know, wrapping it up. If you're doing a biking group, maybe you end up at a coffee shop and you have two things you want people to think about. Those kinds of things where you just intentionally work in some some form of conversation piece. So there we go. Awesome. That, ESPN. That's, that's, that's great. And for you non-sports fans, I do apologize, but the fact is you will remember ESPN. So that's why we use it. Yep. So again, I'm Rick McClatchy, Rick M at manahouse.church. Always welcome your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. And I am Mark Daniels. Again, Mark D at manahouse.church. Thanks so much for joining us. Our next episode, we will talk again about care. And uh, looking forward to seeing you then. Awesome. Yeah, have a great week.